Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Uh, we have uh, an almost full team today. Uh, Matt is still in a completely different time zone, so he's not on call. But hello, Fraser, you are there, yes? Hello. Hello. And Paul, hello. Hello. And Simon, hello. 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 So the four of us will be talking about another win. Hey. Let's start there, shall we? Um, Jerome Sinclair can't stop scoring, uh, obviously. And uh, Moose is, uh, is the new David Beckham. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Fraser, you were at the game. You had a sound to describe the first half, didn't you? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, less than enjoyable first half, but picked up in the second. Um, first half, what was that? You know, never not going to live long in the memory, is it? Let's be honest. Second half, you know, we um, yeah, brilliant. Played some really good stuff. We we did our best to mess it up, of course, at the very end. <laughs> um, a few moments when the ball was down the fence end that I just hey, that's us. But a few moments when the ball was down the fence end, I just couldn't look at what was going on. But you know, I thought we we played really well. Two good goals. Saw it out very well. Uh, yeah, I, I sort of completely agree. I was saying. Um... Before we started recording, there were there were a few moments, uh, like one in particular, Eastwood um, sort of came to get the ball and it ended up behind him. I think if we're playing against a team who are um, high in confidence and playing very well, they score from that. I don't know how they didn't, really. I think we gave them a few chances uh, that they should have taken, but because we were playing another side low in confidence, I think that maybe helped us which sort of goes against what I've been saying in the last few podcasts completely. (laughs) Um, But I think that actually did us a favour. And then, you know, taking the lead was great. Doubling the lead, incredible. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I sort of agree with Radio Oxford and with with most of the fans in the fact that their goal shouldn't have stood. But it did, and we won the game anyway, so it doesn't really matter. What was was that for? Uh, I've I've completely missed this. uh, (laughs) Yeah, Long Long was like just absolutely taken out. <laughs> oh, okay, right. I didn't. Okay, I haven't watched any of it back. So, but okay. one of my one of my thoughts with this sort of thing is Long was pushed. The ball goes out to the to the wing. It gets crossed in. Someone could have dealt with it. It gets put in the back of the net. There was long enough between the foul and the goal. That I don't. It sort of annoys me when when people talk about oh well that that shouldn't have stood because the free kick should never have been given or because of this because of this, you should defend it. Yeah, that throw in ten minutes beforehand should have gone the yeah, other way. All sorts of things like that. Oh, it was a goal kick, not a corner, or whatever. It. We should have been the championship this season anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sort of annoys me. Um, but anyway. Jerome Sinclair getting off the mark is is good because I think he's shown potential as a as a very good player and I think we we touched upon that with the Sunderland game, um, in particular, but also Moose's cross. Can we just have a moment to appreciate that? Oh, there we go. More from Fraser's sound effect box. <laughs> the box um, is nearly was, empty. It, <laughs> it was a it was a very good cross, wasn't it? Excellent. No, I, he, it was just right down in front of me. I sit south stand up and the ball came out to him and he, he just, nice first touch control, knocked it away from him and then just whipped it in. And if, it, I don't know if you mentioned David Beckham earlier, you know, that it was the sort of whipped, got a lot of height on it and then it dipped. Great cross that 
centre forwards just go, oh, that's that's perfect. Well, could and you, you don't have it? to put a lot of effort in the head in it. You just head the ball, you know, back into the goal and. Oh yeah, because it looks Super. like when you first see it, it looks like well, why why wasn't a defender competing for that? It's because mm. it dips completely in the centre of them. Yeah, it it was it was brilliant. It was great, and I, I personally think he would make a great right back. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did notice about that game was um, Robertson talking about how in the first half they weren't playing with any forwards and they were all behind the ball. The way he changed his tactics at half-time, it was nice to see that, because he doesn't often get praised, but he changed it around slightly, and it worked in the second half. And it was quite a good way to see that he he does know a thing or two. He, he does. I think um, it needed to change. There were no two ways about that. The game was set up... Um, uh, not correctly, one way or another. He said it's because they played a, a system that uh, he had not seen them play before, that none of the background staff had seen them play before. But He said that he um, watched videos and only spoke to them for a few minutes after watching the videos with the backroom team and working out how to counter it. Yeah, and but it's good to see it work. I know this isn't the case all the time, but when you're at home, wouldn't I, I would like to see us dictating the game instead of saying... How is Scunthorpe going to play, and how can we counteract that? Yeah, I think yeah. as well. There's a, I think with the game sort of changed when Gavin White came on, and, and we all of a sudden we just looked like ten ten yards quicker. Every the pace of everybody mm. picked up, um, and, I, 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 and Graham switching yes, wings as yeah. well. And we and we had a threat on both sides then, and I think there was a a kind of a comment. Well, if if White's on the bench then he should be starting but he's missed a couple of games with a you know with this concussion that I think you you kind of don't want to risk him piling straight in and he might not have lasted the whole game but I think he especially and and Marcus Brown love coming on against you know tiring defenses when it it's yeah. that kind of you know the 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 sort of slightly less talented players do the hard work you know it, it's almost like two heavyweight boxers sort of pushing each other around the ring for, you know, for 10 rounds. And then all of a sudden the, the one with the, that little bit of extra effort, bit of pace, bit of, you know, quick hands, bang, they knock them out. And it, it, it's that, yeah. he, you know, you've got Gavin White or Marcus Brown or, or Jordan Graham. If he's, if he's playing, you know, coming on against tiring defenders, they must hate that. Absolutely. Well, hasn't hate that it. been the problem with a lot of our season? We've had White on one wing and Brown on the other. And then, absolutely no one to bring on so you end right, up yeah. going oh okay well what we'll have to do is move henry out to the right and bring on hansen or, or whatever we do mm. you're taking you're taking fast tire players players off yeah. to bring on slow players that that's we've all played fifa at some point and gone oh i'm gonna bring on this I person now i'm old <laughs> <laughs> okay well imagine this it's a simulated version of football simon and <laughs> Uh, yeah, That's basically, you bring on the fast players when the other team are fatigued. It's it's yeah. it's really basic. <laughs> it's a good idea. That's why Rosie yeah. was on the bench a lot. <laughs> she could bring him on. He jokes about being on the bench a lot, but that's why because he could come on and he could change a game. And that's exactly mm. what we wanted when Robbie Hall signed. Yeah, he's a fantastic footballer. But if you can bring him on against a team that have been struggling against Gavin White or vice versa. That's yeah. an incredible place to be. And right mm. now we have a few options 
which is better than we've been for probably a season and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they've, they've got quite a hard time as well on the right side with the pitch as it is, you know. It's a shame that our strongest bit in the team, our wingers, you know, they do have to play on that mm. horrible, I don't know, wet area right in front of the south stands. It's Yeah, I, it's not I great do agree. I, I always have this thing when people talk about the pitch. Obviously, the pitch is not good at the moment. But it's not good for both sides. Both yeah. both plan it for that amount of time, and yeah, you know, it might tire you out for for um, it might tire you out even quicker if you're playing on it week in week out. But when people say, "Oh, the you know, oh, clock during the week," it was the wind. Well, both teams were playing in the wind. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I sort of don't buy that. I'm I'm not in a very <laughs> tolerating mood <laughs> this evening. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> What, you've been an Oxford but... fan for how long? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, as far as I can see, we've won two in a row and I see no reason we shouldn't be getting two against uh, against uh, two wins against the next uh, two sides, being Gillingham and Rochdale. If we can get six points there, we're in an incredible place. Obviously, doing the, the podcast weekly, this is the first time for a little while we've, we've covered two games. Um so yeah, Rochdale will be interesting though because they've just sacked the manager, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, two of the teams that we're coming up to face soon uh, is Bradford. The other one have just yeah. changed their manager. Gary Bowyer. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let's start with predictions, Fraser. What do you reckon from a potential six points? What are we going to get? Oh God, um, I'm going to be painfully realistic and say four. Okay. I'd love to go. Four. I'd love to go for six, but I just. Um, I don't know. I think the win's actually going to come at Rochdale. I think Gillingham's going to be very tough. Um, it's a I've, Priestfield. It's not. It's a horrible place to go, and I think they're going to be up for it. And I, I'm going to be completely wrong now. I've said all this, but uh, yeah, I, I think the I think we're going to draw at Gillingham, and I think we can beat Rochdale. Okay, um, Paul, what do you think? Seven, seven for from a potential six points. <laughs> You're going for... No, sorry. I thought you were talking about the three games. No, sorry. only two, because we'll do another podcast between the others. Do you want to redo that? <laughs> Paul, what do you think? Four. Okay. Uh, same yeah. situation, a draw and a win? Well, obviously, yeah, to get definitely. a four. <laughs> draw. Yeah. A draw um, against Gillingham I... and a win at, at Rochdale. Um yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, either that or the other way around. You're not into this anymore, Paul, are you? <laughs> um, Simon? I, I reckon it would be the other way around, though. <laughs> I, I do reckon so, it would Yes, be. you agree with Fraser, but completely the opposite. <laughs> yeah, completely the opposite. What makes you think that? Because on paper, oh, because they've just changed their manager and on paper it's easier. Okay. Um, so kind of the reverse Simon psychology. Okay. Uh, and on to Simon Psychology. Simon, what do you think? I think we'll draw both games. <laughs> Is that because you predicted two draws in the last two and we've won them both? Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I'm enough. not going to do... In terms of my prediction, there, I th- I'm going to predict two draws. Um, that said, I think we're, we're, we're looking strong and I think yeah, anything could happen. So, but I'm not going to make any other predictions. I'm going to... Yes. Well, the, the two, two things draws. we've seen in the last two games, or the thing that we've seen in the last two games, is we've battled to win a game. Yeah. 
Um, and that's what we need against against teams in and around us. So hopefully we can do that. I'm going to say two wins because I'm always the optimist. Um, I'm not going to answer this for myself because it's a stupid question. But um, Simon, if we did get your two draws, are you happy with that? Mm, yeah, I, I, I'd be happier, obviously, if we won. But I, I think just picking up the odd point here and there at away games, it's it's an old you know adage that you you win your home games and you draw your away games and and you're picking up for you know a lot of points. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be suicidal with with um, with two draws um, against two teams around us. We're not dropping points against teams around us doing that. But yeah, I'd I'd be meh if if it was two draws. Okay. Um... Paul and Fraser, if we get four points from the next two games, are you happy with that? Yeah, definitely. I mm. think what that will pull us further away from the relegation zone. Well, it, it should do. Certainly the win will. It, it will pull us away. I think the most important thing is, uh, where are we now? 39 points. We need to be that, that magic 51 points, four wins. Yeah. If we can get that in the next four games, you know, my my... Um, Hart would really appreciate it because yeah it I, I got off Fitbit for a little while this is what people are uh, tuning into here yeah um, I got a Fitbit for a little while and during a 90 minute m- match it said that my heart rate increased enough to um, be the equivalent of 78 minutes intensive exercise Jesus Christ <laughs> how wow. bad is that and that was <laughs> That was Maps last season in charge, so it was kind of a mid-table season. <laughs> wow. um, so this so, is a new fitness regime. We don't need don't listeners don't bother going to the gym and eating healthily. No. Just go and watch Oxford United. Exactly. Your heart rate increases. Yeah. It's yeah. good training. Yeah. What I'll say to that's you, why Simon, there's all these thin the fans. Yeah. <laughs> next time you're at the stadium, just have a look around you. See if you think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, obviously, if uh, if we get six points from the next two games, I think that is enough, and I would be happy with it. Um, I think th- the main thing is we've got to keep on this momentum. Um, we we've conceded one goal in the last two games. Uh, we've we've um, for three of the halves of football, we've defended quite well, and we've played pre- played pretty well. Um, it's good we- to see Sinclair having scored because I'm excited to see what's next. Will he? Will he be more willing to have a little shot or to get into a slightly better position just because, just because his confidence is up? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing that. I think something on Sinclair as well is that it's a rare sort of good moment for Carl Robinson this season. I mean, it's the man he brought in in January. And when you look at the other players that haven't quite worked out for him, he must be... I mean, I'm not saying that Sinclair set the world alight, but to be in to grab two goals in a, in one half football and effectively win the game um, well and and he got us the draw obviously not completely single-handedly but he made that goal at yeah. Sunderland <coughs> yeah. against Sunderland yeah. so I mean, when you uh, when you think about Sam Smith, Ricky Holmes, uh I know Carruthers has been injured but a lot of the players Carl brought in they've either you know had these long-term injuries or it hasn't worked out for them um well, there was a comment in the interview, actually, because they were talking about the fact that Sinclair seems quite popular anyway. And Robinson said um, it's because he runs around and puts effort in and other players may not have been doing that. 
that have come in this season. Oh, right. Ooh. It, like, if that's not mm. a dig at Sam Smith, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I don't think his running around was the issue. <laughs> I think his lack of... Um, his lack of sort of strength being able to hold the, uh, the ball was the issue. Um, but anyway, uh, that's that's by the by. He said that in an interview. And yeah, personally, I quite like Jerome uh, Sinclair. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of excited if we can get points on the board sooner rather than later. I want to see Smith play uh, sort of 10, 15 minutes here and there just to see what he's like. Going back to sort of Sinclair, you know, he, he, his first game against Burton, he... he... He looked a little rusty, but the the effort was there, the movement was there. He was always showing for the ball, and and sort of since then, he's he's I think each game he's improved, which is wonderful for for him for us. You know that each game he's looking stronger, he's looking more up to the pace of the game. You know, and for a player who's who's obviously not played much football really throughout his career, not certainly not first team. You know, he's he's been at big clubs, he's he's gone for lots of money, but it's never really sort of start his career's not really started and and to play a, a run of games and be good in those games and improving all the time and now to get a couple of goals in the last game I, I think his confidence will be high and you've also got a player who who you know wingers will be looking for because he's always moving and I th- I, I really I be I was impressed with him right from the off and I'm I'm more and more impressed with him each time I see him play. Yeah, I think that's that's quite good from um, with with Sykes coming in as well. Obviously, he's finding his feet, but if the two of them can start syncing up because they're starting to play sort of more regularly, Sykes is very good at um, at taking a shot when other people won't necessarily. So if he can do that a couple of times, but then kind of we saw Lunny do this in reverse where he sets up people a few times and then the third or fourth time. He'll have a shot, and the keeper's not expecting it. So, mm. uh, like, I, I think uh, one of our goals against Millwall was that it hit the bar and came back out to Reef, and he put it in. Um, I, I, I think that sort of thing's quite good. If those two can start syncing up, I can see good things happening. Obviously, we've only got eleven games left this season, but sort of see what happens there. It's quite nice that we've got a few options now, though. You know, the team isn't set in stone. You've got. Sykes or Brannigan or you know Massinho or um, Cashy, you know wingers. You've got you know um, White, Graham, Brown. You know, you've got so Henry many. Henry can diff- go out there if he needs to. Yeah, you've got all these different options now, which we haven't had. You know, I don't like to use injuries in it as an excuse, but we've got these options now and it's quite exciting to look at that bench and think, well, we could do this. We could do that. Well, um, unfortunately, because, because I'm away at the moment, I haven't been to as many games as I'd like to, um, in the, in the last few months, but at the beginning of the season, certainly you sat watching a game and you're one nil down or it's, it's level and it's coming into the last 10, 15 minutes and you can tell it needs a sub. But you look at the bench and you've got sort of three under 23s and, and three defenders and a goalkeeper. And you're like, well, that's we, we haven't got we haven't got that um, that level of experience to bring on to see out a game if you need to. Or as we talked about earlier, that pace, that excitement to bring on because we've had to start with it. So, you know, I think the size of the size of the squad and the, the injuries haven't helped, certainly. One thing I am curious about is at this stage of the season, 
Um, I obviously hope we stay up, and, and I think that's important for what I'm about to say anyway. But do you start looking at teams like Luton and teams like Sheffield United and go, I really hope they go up, because if Luton go up, I can't see Hiltz being there next season. That's worth putting a bid in, because <laughs> he was linked to us in January. If a team like Sheffield um, United go up, odds are they'll keep players like Lunny, Bulldog, um, Marvin Johnson. Uh, most, oh no, he's on loan, isn't he? But they'll keep that sort of player just in case they go back down. But they'll want to loan them out to probably a League One side. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, th- I see where you're going with this. I, yeah. I actually thought your point just then was going to go down the road of: um, Do you look at a club like Luton, who are pretty much the same size as us? storming league one and think why can't why can't we do that well i do um i do think that but at this stage i really hope luton go up i hope that they're already up come the end of the season and we're safe come the end of the season yeah. come that last game because otherwise that will be dreadful <laughs> oh, um, God. again my heart can't handle no. it um but if if they do go up if they not only is is hilts not number one on their pecking order but They've also brought in another couple yeah. um, in, in January. And so I think he goes even further down. And then in the championship, I, I can't see him sticking there. And, and I think if we put the bid in, he, he knows he gets on with the fans here. You know, providing we can satisfy his, um, his financial needs. It, it's that sort of thing that I'm looking at. Yeah, ideally, Sunderland go up, we get mags as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're getting to the stage. Obviously, we're not out of danger yet, so we can't properly start thinking about it. But we are starting to look towards next season and which players we are available and some of the players that are maybe finding their feet now. Hopefully, we can keep some of them till you know next year. I mean, Garber, he looks a different player in midfield. You know, I certainly wouldn't mind Garber, the midfielder. The fullback, maybe not, but... Well, yeah, and and sometimes you get it that you have a player on loan for the for the end of a season, and then you get them all of the next season. So you know that could happen with someone like Sinclair if he sort of continues to settle in the way he has. Um, that's ex- I was going to say that's the, exactly the point you've made. There was Kemar Roof, where he came in at the end of a season, you know, or in the January window, didn't really set the world alight until the last few games, really, of that season. We showed him a load of love, and he he joined us the following season and had a great season. And you, you know, you look at maybe Jordan Graham. He obviously likes it here. It's the second yeah. time he's been he's been here. He's he's playing. He's you know he's enjoying his time here. You know, you look at social media. He's he's clearly sort of popular with the other players. There's and the, you know with the fans, and and the same like you say with Jerome Sinclair as well. Where you might just have a couple of players who whose whose careers haven't really caught light who we kind of give them you know that that little bit of a of a of a, a platform to say right okay come to us for a season yeah you know it worked for Kemar Roof look at him now you know mm-hmm. and, and I think we as fans can can have a real impact on that you know it, it was it what you know certainly not not um that didn't didn't hurt when Kemar Roof joined you know that I think the fans had a real big part to play in that and and he he says it himself you know it was the fans showing him how much he meant to us 
was part of him joining us. And I, th- I think we we could just find that. I Nick Harris said, you know, you want Jerome Sinclair to really play well, but perhaps not too well that he'll go to a championship club next season. You want him to just sort of, okay, yeah, maybe maybe League One is his you know level for the next season, and it's us that he comes and joins. Uh, Simon, did you go to the meeting uh, to do with the the club and the stadium and all of that stuff? The yeah, the fans working group as they they've named it. Um, yeah, Matt Everett has been really kind of proactive. I think sort of um, since the end of last year, you know, this season, but back in sort of November time, trying to get fans to come along and face to face meetings. Not you know, it's not a proper fans forum. It's literally just sitting around a table and having a chat about football because we we go off on a tangent at that as well as on on here. But it he just wants feedback from people. You know, what what's important to to fans, you know, he he was um I think they'll they'll put out the minutes from it, which is more just what was talked about. But it I think it's a great thing that the club are doing. He's um I think the next one they particularly want to talk about the family stand and and you know our our family's happy with where it is and what they do and and it, he welcomes feedback and and often it's acted upon you know I think the first couple of meetings there were lots of questions lots of well why aren't we doing this why are we doing this and to get it from the horse's mouth and an explanation quite often you you get the explanation to something that a lot of fans perhaps have a problem with and you hear the explanation you think. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I can understand why they're doing it that way. Yeah. Well, and um, I think I think as as not only fans but people in society, <laughs> you're sort of sick of people having the option to speak up, not speaking up, and then moaning because their yeah. point hasn't been taken into account. We'll get down there and <laughs> and raise it because he he does seem the type of person who will listen to everyone. Yeah, and and to be fair, you know somebody who who. Certainly, he's not much on social media, but certainly on the fans forum, a guy called Sarge, Mark Sargent. He's a lovely fella, been an Oxford fan for more years than I care to remember. And he will be very vocal on the forum, but he, you know, he took time out of his his busy schedule, came along and put a lot of questions and asked a lot of things of Matt. And fair play to Matt, he answered most of them where he could. And Sarge was, you know, on a, on a, on a few things, were like, oh, OK, yeah, I can see why the club are doing it that way. And... It, it it's it's it, it really is if you've got a question or, or if even if you can't make it i think just email matt everett because yeah. the club are really trying to do you know positive things for the fans and how can we improve things you know it's it's very difficult because we don't own the stadium to do an awful lot of things that they would i'm sure love to do if we did um so they they you know they are starting a little bit with one hand tied behind their back but where they can do things and where they can improve things that the fans have asked for, they will. That's great. So if anyone listening has anything to suggest, uh, it's Matt Everett needs to be contacted. Um, his email address is on the website, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure. It, yeah, it'll be on the Oxford United Club website, definitely. Cool. Um, so, yeah, make sure that happens um, if you've got anything to add there. Because, obviously, we spoke about the Ultras last week and the week before, and, and we have on, on various podcasts... Without them, you know, something sort of needs to be in place, doesn't it? Uh, we yeah. saw at Blackpool, the fans made a big difference. Um, I, th- I think it's always unfortunate when a team gets booed off at half-time or at full-time. Um, I don't think that's good for morale. That obviously happened by some people at the weekend. But then it's the people driving the team on and getting behind the team gives you the win in the second half. 
Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, whatever can be done is, is important. Uh, so uh, that's about all uh, we've got time for, but we'll be back next week talking about uh, the game against uh, the Jills and against the Dale. I've just used both of their nicknames. I may have got them both wrong. But <laughs> Gillingham and Rochdale, we're playing against. Uh, hopefully, after six points, you'll hear from us. Uh, in the meantime, hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Listeners. Yeah, uh, he's been listening intently. Hi, Cap, because she started re-listening as well. And hi, Jordan Graham. I'm sure you've listened out for your happy birthday message. <laughs> happy um, birthday. We'll speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.